Welcome to Acts 18.9 Podcast, where I strive to bring the words of that verse into fruition. I'm your host, Alan Thomas, and this episode is entitled, It's Not You, But Them. Why? Well, that's simple, because they don't know you, and because they aren't really sure who they really are. When people say it takes two to tango, that's a fact. So when you disengage from toxic relationships, personal or otherwise, it's a good thing. Who needs or wants to dance with the devil? Plus, it's better for your mental health and for your spiritual well-being. God doesn't want stress in our lives. He only wants the best for us which begins with living in peace. As Jesus said in John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You see, all you have to do is just ask God for peace and trust in your heart that he will bless you with it, which is exactly what's written in Philippians 4, 6, which reads as follows. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. You may or may not know this, but peace comes in many forms and mean different things to different people. For example, one person's plight may be another's blessing. It sounds weird to say that, but listen to this example. One man prays for another job because the one he has is causing him stress and anxiety while another man prays for a job so he can provide for his family listen to how God answered both men prayers with one event first he blesses the man who prays for another job with that other job one that isn't toxic that causes him stress and anxiety and in doing so God fills that vacant job with the man who prayed for a job that would give him the means to provide for his family. You might be asking yourself, why would God put one of his believers in such a toxic work environment? Consider this. What may seem like a toxic environment to one may not seem toxic to another. Just as people's definition of peace differs, so does how they view toxicity. Back to praying for what you want. One day I happened upon a homeless woman who was panhandling. And she was also being ridiculed by a couple for doing so. Now I'm sure when she woke up that morning, she didn't pray to be harassed while looking for grace and mercy. How do I know that she prayed for grace? And mercy that morning or 
the night before? Keep listening to this story. As I looked on, like others around me, frankly, I was taken back by how that couple was minimizing that woman and demean her as a fellow member of the human race. Just because of the current circumstance that she happened to be in. Here's how I know that prior to her interaction with that couple, she had prayed to God for his grace and for his mercy. It was her response to their action that proved to me that she was a woman fearing God's grace and mercy. And what I mean by fear is the love of him. And her response wasn't loud. It wasn't resentful, not even nasty, but it was polite, yet with strong conviction and without hesitation. She said these words. A closed mouth doesn't get fed. She must have been familiar with Philippians 4.6 or had the foresight to ask God for what she wanted. Here's another reason why I believe that that homeless woman prayed to God for grace and mercy prior to waking up that morning or before she interacted with that couple because he answered her prayer. Shortly after she said those words with conviction, I gave her money. I was touched by her spirit and I gave her money. And I just didn't give her a few dollars. Like the rest of the people who were also in earshot and heard that woman's response and saw how that couple was treating her, they too reached in their pockets and gave her more than a few bucks. That couldn't have been a coincidence. I, like the others around me, happened upon that interaction for a reason. And we were vessels of God to bless that woman. Now, between a homeless woman and that couple, when we pray for peace or for God's grace and mercy, we don't know when that prayer will be answered. Just like that woman didn't. But our faith in him knows that it will be answered. As human beings, we get frustrated when God doesn't answer our prayers when we think he should. But as the Bible teaches, he answers them on his own time. Because only he knows when it's the appropriate condition or situation to do so as written in Psalms 1830, which reads as follows. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler, i.e. shield, to all those that trust in him. In fact, God gives us the spirit of discernment to avoid stress and anxiety in our lives coming from those who seek to subject us to it. Now, women, they call it female intuition. 
while us men often refer to it as our gut feeling. Either way we describe it, God's spirit of discernment, which only comes from him, has the same meaning and effect to those who are blessed with it. It alerts us to danger and of evil intentions. The following scriptures gives us warning signs to look for, to avoid succumbing to or interacting with people with no good intentions, i.e. have a bad heart. Listen to what's written in Proverbs 1.7. It teaches fools despise wisdom and instruction. So avoid those who think that they know it all. Ephesians 5.6 tells us not to be deceived by vain words. Avoid those who only tell you what you want to hear to gain your favor or the favor of someone who's close to you. 1 John 4.1 teaches not to believe every spirit but to test them. It doesn't say keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Look to people's actions, not their words, because they will show you who they really are. And if they deny Jesus as God's son, then they may not be someone you want in your life. Jesus in John 7:24 tells us not to judge according to appearance, but to judge righteous. Judge by actions, good and bad, and not by words. Is what that scripture is telling us, vain or otherwise. In fact, Proverbs 3, 5 teaches us not to rely on our own understanding because as 1 Corinthians 14, 33 teaches, God is not the author of confusion. That's an important scripture to remember because it's when we choose to ignore all of those warning signs that we become confused and lose our way in life and in love. There's a song entitled Everybody Plays a Fool, sung by a group called The Main Ingredient. Here are some of the lyrics from that song. Everybody plays the fool sometime. There is no exception to the rule. And later in that song, they sing, Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. And there's no guarantee that the one you love is going to love you. Oh, oh, oh. Loving eyes, they cannot see. A certain person could never be. Folks, that's all true. But it doesn't have to be. If we as followers of God's word take heed of those warning signs we as human beings may only play a fool once possibly twice in our lifetime at least we hope so but not all the time is something that we don't want before I continue with this episode's title if you want to learn more about God and his word Listen to prior episodes of this podcast. The last one is entitled Money, Money, Money. 
and I discuss why money is the root of all evil. I also encourage you to purchase my book, which is entitled The Vessel. You are more than you think. All it takes is faith. You can purchase it on Amazon. Now, back to this episode's topic. As human beings and as human nature will have it, we are going to get played as fools. But what's going to lessen the hurt of being played a fool is how long it takes us to realize that only God can heal our broken hearts. In fact, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus said the following, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And in Romans twelve nineteen, the Bible teaches the following about vengeance. Dearly beloved. No, 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 not Prince. <laughs> Bible scripture. Dearly beloved. Avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. You see, healing begins with God. First, by seeking peace from him. And second, by letting God take care of those who cause you pain or heartbreak. In fact, Psalms chapter 70 Verse 4 recites the following as a prayer for strength to work through the heartbreak and the pain of being played a fool. Listen to it closely. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. What a powerful prayer to pray for peace in your life. Sometimes it's hard to disengage from people who hurt or seek to hurt you. But the sooner we do so, the sooner the healing can begin mentally and most importantly, spiritually. Because mankind is going to do what mankind does. As written in Genesis 6, 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Ouch. <laughs> and that's why Psalms 37, 8, 9 teaches that we are to cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil and to continue, and it continues with, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. So, for those who are quick to anger, consider what's written in Ecclesiastes 7, 9, before you act upon that anger. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. You see, God is asking those who are hurt and those who have been or are being played 
today as fools to place their wrath, i.e. anger, in his hands because he alone can and will right all wrongs and most importantly, heal broken hearts. And in doing so, you will learn how to discern good from evil, which in time will grow strong and become a powerful and useful spirit to rely on. The takeaway from this episode is this. The times that you are played for a fool, it's not you who's the fool, but the ones who are causing strife in your life. They know not whom they are because they know not the Lord. And for those who do know the Lord and his word, they will be judged harsher than those who don't know better or know God's word. As written in Ezekiel 18, 26 through 27, which reads as follows. When a righteous man turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity and dieth in them for his iniquity that he hath done, shall he die. And it continues with, again, when the wicked man turneth away from his wickedness that he hath committed and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. God will forgive those who don't know better, who turn and do right, but those who know how to do right and chooses to continue in doing wrong and die doing so, they will die. So leave them, the believers and non-believers, to God because he best knows how to deal with them. I pray that you go forth and prosper in spite of the haters who seek you harm. Because failing to do so will not get you any closer to the peace that you so desperately pray for. If you enjoyed this episode and like this podcast, please refer to your friends through your social media platforms and follow or subscribe to this podcast. God bless.